Welcome to the Don't Pick the Scab podcast with the premise of connecting men over 40 with the tools and community to thrive in their divorce recovery either before, during, or after a divorce. Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Recovery Men Over 40. We have Eli Shostak on the line with me. We're going to have some fun talking about relationship repair, guys dating after divorce recovery. Uh, maybe when do you know you're ready for dating and how do you do it and what's the best ways and do's and don'ts and all that good stuff. So I have a couple of questions for Eli, but he's going to introduce himself and tell us what he does and where he's been and why he likes Rick James. But that's okay. But go ahead. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, David, because uh, you and I have been really close since we communicated last week. And I told you that for my friends, my Starbucks name is Eli right? Credit card name, Eli, if you mm-hmm. want money from me, right? But if you want to be my friend, you'll call me Ellie like Jelly. Ellie. Right? God. Okay. And, <laughs> and which is totally fine. And I know you want to be my friend because then you shared with me that your Starbucks name is Rick James. And then we let out the B word, which is yep. fine. Only for that joke. David Chappelle would be very proud of us. Bitch. But um, yep. yeah, I'm excited to be on this uh, podcast with you, David, because it's my mission to really help people uh, see how incredible their love lives can be even after having gone through something as, um, I don't want to say horrific, but for many, many men uh, who get divorced, I mean, I, de- I deal with humans across, <laughs> you know, men and women, but particularly uh, for your audience, and I've worked with many men who are divorced, they are very, very befuddled because in all areas of their life, they have their shit together. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it feels like failure after failure after failure. And like, what the hell am I doing wrong? And then you blame the the dating sites, online dating sites suck. And then, um, you know, it's very, so, uh, you know, real briefly, you wanted me to, to share with you why I do what I do, who the, who the heck I am. But um, I have a degree in social work and, I was a clinical social worker for many years. I started going bald. For those of you who will see this video or uh, listen to this podcast, just imagine a little short bald dude. Um, But at 19, started going bald, and um, I was with my then-girlfriend, and I got made fun of by somebody else for being bald. And I was, like, devastated. I wanted to crawl under a rock. I thought I was going to like die. Mm-hmm. It was, it was that like embarrassing. So I did everything I could to, um, fix the problem except for loving myself and accepting myself. That was, you know, very foreign to me. And I wound up wearing a toupee for 10 years while I'm doing clinical work. And, um, I finally had the courage to rip off the rug. That'll be the title of my first book. And, um, I decided to switch my clinical practice to coaching and specifically relationship coaching where I had been in the single world for many years and I I know what that's like having gone through Mm -hmm. very, very terrible breakups and feeling that no one's out there for me, feeling lonely, feeling... And you and I talked about this, having an identity that I'm, I'm with somebody, I'm, I'm no longer single, I'm part of a unit, and then breaking up and then feeling lost. And then uh, fortunately, I was able to change a lot of my mind frame and in my marriage to uh, Brookie, 
as I like to call her. We first year of marriage was freaking hell. Um, hell because I mainly lived in my mind of all the things that she should be doing this and that. And I, I made a lot of changes and we're still together 21 years and I've devoted my life to helping people get into and maintain healthy relationships with my uh, coaching programs. What's the difference between coaching and counseling? Oh, that's a great question. So I like to, speaking of Starbucks, I like to um, compare it since I've done both, right? Mm -hmm. I like to compare it to when you go to Starbucks and you put six bucks down on the counter and say like, I want now it's probably even more. I want my cup of coffee. You don't want the barrister to say to you like, how would that make you feel if it was hot? How would that make you feel if it was cold? That's therapy, right? Here, I'm giving you six bucks. I want my freaking cup of coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way I describe it, like with coaching, meaning like oh, man. I know coffee. how to do therapy. I know how to, you know, get rid of the gook really quickly. But mm -hmm. therapy is phenomenal for if you've just gone through an emotional upheaval, such as a divorce, you need to really vomit your crap that you have internally out to somebody so you could just release that, right? That's therapy, mm -hmm. dealing, right? How does that make you feel? Why is, you know, and you can explore. And if you want, you can sit with a therapist till you die. With me, it's more of like, all right, I know how to go into your brain quickly, get rid of the gook, and then we're off to the races. It's like, all right, I understand why I've stepped into shit. Now give me the game plan as to, how to get this done because I haven't done it before. So I want to do it now. That's what I would say the real difference between coaching and therapy is. So how does a guy know when he's ready? You know, the guy's got gone through a devastating divorce. Uh, you know, the kids split this, that, and the other. When does he know? What are some of the signs that he knows that he's ready? Because I wasn't ready. I dated too soon. My therapy for my divorce was dating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. My God. Ellie, I had a good time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I dated way too soon. I wasn't ready, but I love that companionship. You know, I didn't want to be alone. Yeah. So what do you say about that? Well, it's a great question. Um, how do you know when you're ready? It really depends on the individual. But what it has to do with completely is the mind frame that you're in. So I actually don't have a problem with you going, you know, afterwards in terms of being ready because if your vision is, listen, I've been in something for 20 years and I now am sort of free and of that relationship, I, I, I felt a lot of pain. I just want to like enjoy myself and have fun. As long as the person that you are dating knows that, great, right? If where it gets unhealthy, right, where you, when you quote unquote are not ready – is if you date, <laughs> you hear me, is when the person you're date. you know what I'm going to say, oh, is yeah. when the person you're dating has a very different vision from you because you're like, dude, I'm out of something. I want to have fun. And they're like, no, I want this to be long term. And I want to that's when you know it's not that you're not ready, but you must communicate what your vision is. And that already makes you healthy way healthier to be able to say like i'm not ready for that but i'm ready for this but what happens if you don't communicate and 
things get construed and gray and you have to break up after two and a half years because she thinks you're going to marry her. Okay. On to another question. (laughs) (laughs) I can answer it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Give it to to me. Give it to me. I'll give it to you straight. That's the sign of insecurity when you can't feel comfortable enough to state how you feel Mm -hmm. and deal with the, I don't want to say consequences, but the aftermath. A confident person is able to say, listen, this is where I'm at. This is where what I want. And I always looked at the breakups when I had breakups. I would always look at the breakups with somebody when I would break up with them and they would go mental on me. And they're like, I'm like, good move, Ellie. You did good. (laughs) Right. It was the one who would go. All right. Listen, that's how you feel. I, you know, I, I would like to continue. I'm very sad, but I'd be like, I'm making a freaking mistake. This is bad because she's healthier than me, you know? So, so that's really what it, it, what it all boils down to is. Yeah. So what, and we probably talked about this already. What is healthy dating? Ah, great. Awesome question. Healthy dating is where what we just stated comes into place. I know what it is that I want out of a relationship, and I'm able to communicate that with the person who I'm dating with. And that takes a lot of groundwork of confidence and self-love to be able to do it and be able, but that's healthy dating. Unhealthy dating is I'm not sure what I want, but I I do know that physically I want to be with someone and emotionally it just feels good. They're not sure what they want. And then, as you said, it leads to confusing communications, um, breakups and, um, and, and hardship that doesn't really have to happen. So what part does chemistry and attraction play in healthy dating? Here's where, um, again, I like to differ from, uh, from, and you and I have talked out <laughs> offline about like the concept of soulmates and twin flames and all this why stuff. I love this, man. I love yeah. this. Go yeah, ahead. I, uh, I find, I like to be extremely simplistic on chemistry and, uh, physical connection as well as emotional connection. Right. So there are three parts to, to the human being. Okay. You got, yeah. you got the mind. You got the body, and then you got what I call is the essence of the person. And it doesn't matter what background you come from, religious, non-religious, whatever religion you do believe in, don't believe in, it doesn't really matter. But we all know that there's something inside, right, that's making this thing go, okay? Mm-hmm. When we look at the world out there, such as the soulmate or the love at the first sight, or like, oh my God, I gotta have her. If you're if you're talking like that, it's complete lust. It's coming from the lower part of your body, which is totally fine, totally cool. So we all have a physical need, right? The body has needs. They go up and down through life. As we get older, sometimes the libido yep. can go right. That's normal. And sometimes when you're in a relationship, right? Some is higher, less, right? But what gets right? And then you have the the mind connection. Now, the mind connection is the values, the principles, the conversation, the chemistry, the we connecting, mm-hmm. right? And so you have that wonderful back and forth. So there are times that 
when you know, and I like to give things numbers just because it's easier for a person's mind. It depends on what aspect of the relationship you're in. So I like to say that there are three phases to dating. All right. So let's talk to your audience where they've come out of a divorce. If they're massively in pain still over what took place, then as we said, that doesn't mean that you can't date as long as you're comfortable stating what it is that you're going through and what it is Mm -hmm. that you want. Totally fine. So you got the three phases. You got prospecting. I want to see what's out there. Right? Right? You got the dating phase, and then you got the growth phase, right, where you're already, like, past it. So let's talk chemistry, uh, attraction. When you get on the date, you see the picture. Are we in the prospecting prospecting. phase? We're in the prospecting phase. So there's online, which is usually how you see the person. Very hard to tell um, if the picture is real, legitimate, legitimate. if this is real, because some people, I mean, I never had that problem because what you see is what you get with me, which is, you know, pretty barf level, um, you know, when the when the person sees me. When you get on that date is when you can really tell, is this someone that I'm, I feel a one to five with physically? Mm-hmm. A one to five is, oh, my God, there is nothing here. Nothing is is. I see the person and it's not doing now again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What doesn't work for me, a one to five can work for somebody else. They'll be like, Oh my gosh, there's a freaking 10, but I'm talking about you personally. If you get on that date, you've gotten past the picture phase, right? You get on that date and you go ahead and you see that you, Oh, there's nothing. Don't try to convince yourself that I got to make this work and we'll make the conversation so great that I could overlook this. Impossible. No. What most people do is when they get onto the date, if it's between a five and a seven, which is what most people fall into usually, then, okay, I'm attracted. So there's that physical chemistry. Then I want to see if the conversation matches up to it. The conversation and the connection can be a one to five. So if I'm on the date and I'm physically attracted, okay, <laughs> I remember it's a great story. You'll love this. Okay, so I went on this. My my sister sets me up with somebody, and uh, this is years ago. Okay, and I'm talking, Dave, an eight to ten, like like hubba hubba. Like you get you're you're like, yep. are you serious? This is me. Are, are you this si- is me. This is for me. <laughs> like oh oh my god, you know. And so the, we have the 8 to 10 level. This is where you have to be careful. You really have to be careful on the 8 to 10 level. And I think that she was from Belgium or something like that. And, and she says to me, I just want you to know I ate, I ate Americans. I ate I said, or I hate? I, I said, <laughs> I, said I, I didn't realize that you're, you know, we just had dinner. Um, what do you mean you ate Americans? No, I ate the Americans. I said, are you saying hate? Because I don't know if you know, but I'm I'm from America. I'm American. So that did not work at all. It was one date, but, she but was I fine. got it. Te- but I she got it. Was te- fine. Oh my god! But yep, so, there you go. but but understand that another person would override the connection because to them they want the physical. Oh, and yeah. again, if that's what you Duh. want, what really depends. 
when it comes to the chemistry as opposed to the attraction, as opposed to the physical, as opposed to the um, mind connection, is that it really just all boils down to what it is that you're, you want in a relationship. So if you're going in that I don't really care so much about the connection because I'm not viewing this as a long-term, then okay. Mm -hmm. Then if you're at an 8 to 10 and they're at an 8 to 10, um, and, and that's all you want, but the communication is really, ugh, and there's no connection there. All right. But you know that it is, it's only going to be for one thing yeah. or on the opposite. You have some time. I don't even want any physical. I just want a companion. I want someone I can go to the movies with. I can take, the, I don't even care about that. So, okay, great. So then you're looking for that. But if your vision, which I think that most people after they've gotten, um, through the, uh, you know, the, the wild, I'm not saying most, I don't want to judge, you know, if you've definitely gone at that point, most people who want something sexual and they also want that connection, mm -hmm. you want to have both. So that's where you, you want to really take into account. Okay. It might be an eight to 10 on that level, but it's not a connection that I really see going long-term but when you're in the five to seven mark and mm -hmm. on both on the mind and the body, like it can grow to an eight to 10 on both of your parts, because you know what this is. And that's what happened with, with Brooke and I, in other words, I would always say that when I would be on a date with her, besides the fact that she's beautiful is she would listen to me. And I just felt accepted. Like, yeah. wow. Like that's Something simple. Yeah, like that's the essence well, connection that I'm talking about. So I hope so, I answered that. I had a question from a friend, of course. Um, Obviously. Yes. He uh, dated too fast and he dated too long. You know, what makes a man stay in a relationship too long? I'm talking 18 months, mm -hmm. year, two years, too long. And then he finally pulls that trigger. But uh, from his standpoint, he told me he was comfortable. Uh, the food was great. The sex was great. But he knew it wasn't long term. What makes a man stay in it? The reason why is simple. The mind has one job, David, and that's protect you from pain. So it looks for every which way to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So the mind makes a conclusion in that situation. Me, at this point, having been in this for longer than five, six months, this conversation is going to be so painful to her and to me because I'm not going to have the sex, I'm not going to have the food anymore. <laughs> so even though I don't, even though I know that it won't work out, you know what, I just, I'm going to put it off another day. Yeah. I'm going to put another day and another day and another, day, and and another day, month, another, another day. year. And by the way, you know, in working with thousands of people, I had this uh, one woman where I'll ask the question, when did you know in your heart of hearts, your gut, and she told me that she got out of a 35-year marriage. When did you know in your heart of hearts that this was not going to work? She goes, the night of the wedding. What we don't realize is that Every moment that we put off that decision of not saying how we really feel, our mind thinks, okay, this is definitely better. I'll sit on the chair. 
I'll, mm-hmm. I'll uh, you know, I'll have the sex and I'll, I'll watch the movie or I'll, I'll have the good food. And, you know, even though I know that there's so many things that I just don't want with this person, mm-hmm. it actually takes away from your true self of loving your true self because interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It really, and that's really all that I do is, is teach people that the more that you actually do and say what you really want to do, the healthier you are. So I preach uh, self-love and it sounds like that's the nucleus of your program that you yeah. have to love yourself first yeah. and everything else comes afterwards, you know, because I tell people that, you know, when the plane's going down, you got to put your mask on first. You don't, you you know, you put your kids on first, you're screwed because you're going to pass out and die. No question. And I'll tell you that you asked me a great question, which is love of self being the nucleus of what I do. I named my program Find the Right One because the world thinks the right one is out there. All I just have to do mm-hmm. is find it. Unfortunately, that is bullshit. The right one is you. It has and it always will be. But that actually creates this pressure inside of you. I need to get the love from somebody else. I need to find that other person. That's what all the dating sites are built on. I need to find this other person in order for me to be happy. So love of self is not a bumper sticker that you put on the I love I love self, love self. Everyone says it, but no one knows how the hell to do it. So what you asked me is is the exact reason why people suffer with love of self is when you don't do what you really want to do, that diminishes from your love Mm -hmm. of self. So when you take that step and you tell the person how you feel, even though you know it might cause the other person pain, you're actually saying yes to yourself. Hmm. How do you know when you can't help a client? That's one of my favorite questions. How do you know Uh, somebody comes to you and you know, I cannot help this, this lady, this guy? Yeah, this know? is this is a, a great question. So for me, I have a background in social work. Um, I'll give you two examples: one one with a guy and one with a woman. And I know that when a person needs therapy, when a person needs, um, even I'll refer out to like I think that you need to speak to your doctor about medicine because sometimes the mind is so constricted that they can't they can't like think straight. So especially someone who's just come out of a a long, long term relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So you and I have talked about this, that if you've come out of a long term relationship and you identify as I'm a divorced person, I'm, I'm a nothing, I used to be something, but now I'm a nothing, then your mind might be taking you to a very, very negative place where what it is that I have to do cannot help you. So I got on with someone who was like this one woman, really, really nice lady, and she had watched a lot of my videos, and and I want to work with you. I want to work with you. And she's bawling. And I said, listen, right now it would be a disservice if I would offer you my – I'll pay you whatever you want. I mm-hmm. said it would be a disservice if I gave you my program because you're looking to my program as saving you from this pain. And it won't. Now, if you get your, I don't want to say head screwed on straight, but if you do go to a therapist and you do get the proper medicine or whatever it is that you do Mm -hmm. and then come back to me, then your mind will be more clear for me to, you know, Mm 
so you have, have to be that ready, option. basically. Yeah, you have to yep. be ready. So that's on one end of the of the spectrum in terms of the fear was so overwhelming. But I think I mentioned this to you. You love the story. So I had this one divorce dude, um, very wealthy guy, uh, entrepreneur who um, uh, retired early. I think he was on his yacht when he called me. All right. So I say to him, what do you feel is preventing you from getting a healthy relationship on your own? Two things. The women around me are too fussy, and I'm too short. I said, okay, well, I have some good news and bad news for you. He's like, yeah. I go, the good news is I, I know what you can do to, you're a smart guy, right? If the women around you are too fussy, then you look elsewhere, right? And the bad news is, is that as far as I know, I don't stretch people. So I can't make you taller. I had to say this with a freaking straight face. But the thing is, is that that in both cases, with the wealthy and with the insecure woman, it's actually the same. Because their mind is in lockdown mode. This mm -hmm. is why I can't get what I want. I can't get what I want because um, you make the fear go away. I can't get what I want because I'm too short. Because I've heard everything, David. I've heard everything every freaking thing in the planet. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I have varicose veins. I have, I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I, I have small teeth. I have big teeth. I have don't have teeth. I, I mean, you name it, I've heard it. And I totally get it. I freaking yep. wore a toupee for 17 years. There's no one who gets trying to... More so than you. Yeah, I mean, but but that's what I think the, the difference is, is that when your mind is too constricted, then I can't help. Man, well, we want to thank Ellie for <laughs> dropping some knowledge on us. <laughs> yeah, this is great. And um, I got to I got to commend you, David, because uh, I'm a big fan of authenticity and kindness and compassion. And the fact that you are uh, a full time dentist helping people, you know, in in one area of life, but then taking your own time to reach out to people who are going through pain, who are going through suffering, who who really have a hard time seeing how incredible they are. It means a lot to me that you reached out to me. So it was a real honor and a privilege to spend time with you. Well, I think we're going to be friends for a long time. You're not going to be able to get rid of me, but... Uh, I'm with um, you, bro. Let's talk about your contact stuff. What do you have out there yeah. for, for my listeners? Yeah, so if if you want, you can go to find the right one with the number one dot com. As we all know, that uh, saying my full name uh, is a mouthful. Elliesshowstack dot com. <laughs> You're like, what the hell with the Scostack? Is it with a C? Is it with a jelly? Is it Eli? Is it you know? So you can go to either one of those. Uh, find the right one dot com with the number one, and uh, you can sign up for a free workshop which I offer, and it really walks you through some of the greatest insights that has taken me about 30 years of work to put and condense into a good 20 minute uh, workshop for you. And your listeners can learn more about me uh, there or just go to Ellie Showstack, E-L-I-S-C-H-O-S-T-A-K.com. And we'll have all those uh, contact information at the bottom of the show notes. And uh, any parting words, big words besides yeah. love yourself? Yeah. Uh, my parting word is, you don't have to take life as seriously as your mind makes it out to be. There is a, a lot of joy inside of you. 
mm-hmm. that that if you uncover, it's like endless, and it's just it's just a real pleasure to uh, to be alive. Look for the good. All right, Ellie, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for, for hanging with me. Let me go.